Food Heals Podcast, episode 213. People who have like buried in their backyard of, of an animal, pets and things like that. And it was like, is this bad feng shui? And it's like, do you want it there? You know what I mean? If this <laughs> what makes, does it mean to you? If this makes yeah. you feel good, then it is good feng shui. If it's weird to you and you feel creeped out by it, then of course it's not good. You know what I mean? And if I were to tell you that if you're creeped out by it, no, you should keep it there because it's good feng shui, then you should fire me. You should <laughs> never talk to me. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Hills Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. I'm Allison Melody, and today's guest is Dana Claudette. She's founder and author of The Tao of Dana. She's a longtime featured wellness expert at Mind Body Green, a star expert at Cure Joy, and a contributor to the International Housewares Association's Inspired Home blog and magazine magazine. Dana's a pyramid school feng shui consultant who designs homes and lifestyles and curates art collections. She believes in expansive design, meaning that every limitation you believe that you have can be lifted with simple shifts, new habits, and dedication to a more empowered and lighter life. We had so much fun on this episode, Food Heals Nation. My co-host for this interview was vegan chef Leslie Durso, who you know quite well by now, and she's the one who actually introduced me to Dana. Plus, at the end of this episode, we practiced a space clearing ceremony that you just have to see to believe. So be sure to check that out at facebook.com slash food heals nation. Just click on videos and you'll see that space clearing ceremony. But first, food heals nation, have you entered our Lululemon swag bag giveaway yet? Right now, the swag is pouring in. The reviews are pouring in. Thank you. We've got some incredible products to give away. All organic, all vegan, all in alignment with the mission of the Food Heals podcast. So some products I can share with you are, we've got Addictive Wellness Elixir Blends. They are delicious. You can just mix them with water or a plant-powered milk. They've got caramel, chai, and cacao. We've also got Thrive Probiotics, which is not only a probiotic, but it also has antioxidants in there. We've got Axiology Lipstick, gorgeous colors. We've got Banish products. You can either get their Banish Oil or their Pumpkin Enzyme Mask, which I have used multiple times now and I'm kind of obsessed. You're also going to get WM Nutrition all-natural pre-workout supplements. So before you get your workout on, this is something that you can take. Plus, they have weight loss supplements as well. We've got beautiful, I mean, these are so pretty, good for Instagram pics, um, beautiful welly water bottles to keep your liquids cool or hot, whatever you need. You can also seep your tea in them. We've got a B4 vitamin supplement. It's orange flavored. It tastes like those little sip-ups you used to have. Um, You would take to school the little orange ones, not Tang, but there was another one. I forget what they're called, but it's what you drink before you drink to avoid that pesky hangover. We've also got the Natural Dentist Peppermint Twist Anti-Plaque Rinse with Aloe Vera. 
leaves your mouth feeling nice, fresh, and clean. We've got Veg News Magazine, and it just happens to be the issue that we were shouted out in. Thank you, Colleen, for that amazing shout out. We've got Vermont Soap. They sent us um, a few products. You're either going to get the African Shea Butter or their Oatmeal Lavender Bar Soap. Super nice. Four Stigmatics sent to us their Mushroom Coffee with Lion's Mane and Chaga, or you're going to get their Mushroom Hot Cocoa Mix. Both delicious, great alternatives to coffee if you're trying to get off coffee and you just need that energy boost. And we've got Zatik. They were at our Food Heals one year anniversary party. Many of you might remember them. You're either going to get their Gratitude Face Serum or their NutraFace Serum. Both are lovely oils that you can put right on your skin. Anti-aging products that really work. So to win, all you have to do, step one, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to listen on Stitcher, I don't care where you leave that review. Screenshot your review and then post it so that we can see it. You can post it to Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, wherever you're most active. And then make sure to tag at Food Heals Nation. That'll find us on any of those platforms at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We are always at Food Heals Nation. And use the hashtag Food Heals Swag. That's where we're going to find you to make sure that we see your review and get you entered into the contest. So I'm very excited for this. I hope you win. If you're listening right now, it could be you. So thanks for entering in advance. Thanks for leaving us a review. Next up, my interview with Dana. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. By changing your home, you can change your life. And by changing your thoughts, you can change the world. Welcome, Dana. Thank you so much. So, I love that. I'm so <laughs> glad to have you. Thank you. I think that was in your bio somewhere. <laughs> and welcome, Leslie. Thanks for co-hosting. Hi, hi. Always. I love being here. And you actually brought Dana to us. Yes. You guys would have found each other eventually at some point because you're both such brilliant people in your fields. Um, but it is my honor to be friends with both of you. And yes, Dana has been in my life for a long time. We were just trying to figure out how long. But a really long time. Uh, we met uh, in Hollywood years and years and years ago, and we both were kind of unsatisfied with the entertainment industry and moved into fields where we could help people. Wait, um, why were you unsatisfied with the entertainment industry? It's the best. <laughs> oh, this is an understand. entire podcast. Okay, I'm for just this. joking. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but I'm so proud of Dana and what she's doing. I think she's just brilliant and um, has changed my life in so many ways. And so I cannot wait to share what she does with you and all of your listeners. So exciting. So Dana, tell us about who you are and what you do. Tell Food Heals Nation. Oh my gosh. I don't even know how to start. Thank you, Leslie. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me here. Um, so I am a modern feng shui master. I help people to change their homes and change their lives. You said it a lot better than I just did. And one of the things that I do with people is really help them to understand how they can really shape the universe around them in their favor. So it's almost like I can fancy myself a creativity catalyst, but really I'm just a guide helping people to tap into things that they already know, but we forget because of the kind of lifestyles that we have and how far we've drifted away from hanging out in nature every minute and you know falling asleep when the sun goes down. Like now we're like glued to screens and not really living those lives. So one of the big things that I love to do is help people to sort of 
get back into their voice, get back into their self, get back into their purpose and create a whole life around them, their home, all their organization, all the flow so that they can make the things they want happen. Yes, I'm such a believer in this. And I picked up a book a few years ago. It wasn't the current one, the Marie Kondo one that everyone's talking about, but it was about how to clear your clutter to help your life. And it was like life changing. I was like, oh my God, my clutter is affecting my mind. And it is making me overwhelmed and giving me all of these issues that I don't even know that exist because of the fact that I have clutter in my office and clutter in my home. Clutter is a really crazy thing. Clutter actually even affects your physical body. Like clutter creates stress hormones. Clutter creates all sorts of anxiety, insomnia, sleeplessness. If anyone listening can't sleep, clear out your bedroom closets. Like it really makes a huge difference. It's true. If you're trying to lose weight, declutter your kitchen, your pantry, your refrigerator. You got to clean it all out. We have talked about that lots together. um, And I talked to other people about that as well. I think one of the best possible things you can do in your life. This is incredible. Okay. So we can lose weight by clearing out our pantry. So what do we need to clear out? Just the junk that we're not using? Like, is it things that are not in use? Things that we're not loving? All of the above, but I really believe that one of the most important things to do is to start with the stuff that you use every day. Okay. So I I do this new year camp. It's an immersion camp. It's this catalyst camp. And it's all about like freeing yourself once you clear clutter from your whole life. And the biggest thing that I start with is this really simple thing, your daily routine, every place that you go, that you, everything that you use daily, clear that first so that you see progress. Everyone tends to want to start with like that garage that they know is so full and it's going to be such a big accomplishment. And I'm like, it is going to be a big accomplishment, but it's also such a big thing to start it's with. It's a huge undertaking. Yeah. yeah. Let's start small. Yeah. But <laughs> when you start with things that are really in your daily life, like your purse, you know what I mean? It's like, oh my gosh, my day is so much better. I could find Mm -hmm. my keys in one second instead of three minutes. Like these small things, but they really indicate. We go through the day and we pick up all of these sensory impulses, right? So for instance, even like a walk into a house, you're walking on a path. If that path is broken and you're like tripping over it and you're wearing heels and you're falling over and it's suddenly... You're getting a message before you even get out into the world that life is hard, that it's Mm. like you're being tripped up, that there's all this difficulty. Mm. And the same thing happens with things like your cluttered purse that we all tend to accumulate. And clutter doesn't discriminate. Everyone has it unless you're an extreme minimalist. And even extreme minimalists have their own mental clutter and other kinds of clutter. (laughs) So... It's really just a process of letting these things go. But if you start with your daily routine, for instance, everything from when you get up in the morning, where's your toothbrush? What is it with? How, how much stuff is there? Like, can I clear that off? Okay, now I can do my whole like morning thing. It's so much easier in the bathroom. Now, where do I go next? The kitchen. Okay, my refrigerator is a disaster. Let me organize it so I can find my breakfast better. All of these things. And it's just trace your steps through one day. And just point out all the little things that you can even just make small adjustments to. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly it's like, whoa, I had no idea. This is so much easier. And that gives you the momentum to clean the garage or the giant closet or something else without feeling like I've got no reward. You know what I mean? Like you already Mm -hmm. have so many rewards that you're like, oh, this is fantastic. 
No, if I clear my physical space, I absolutely clear my mental space. But let's go back a little bit and tell us about what is the definition of feng shui and what is it to you and how did you get into it? Okay, those three big questions. So <laughs> first of all, for everyone who has heard of feng shui before and knows a lot about feng shui, um, this may sound similar but maybe a little different than what you've experienced. And for those of you who have no idea what feng shui is, Feng shui is the art and science of creating the ideal space, the optimal space for you to thrive. Mm. So, and one of the things about the way that I work is that it's very individualistic. That's what we talked about before we turned on the microphones today. Yeah. <laughs> and how the way that I work is very much, you know, a lot of people have read books with tips and rules and even heard about superstitions and bad luck. And they it's never termed a superstition. It's called like feng shui cure or a bad year or a bad number, bad direction, unfortunate directions, good fortune directions. I just feel like it's deeply disempowering and unethical to tell people that because of the year or the day or the direction you're facing in, that something terrible is going to happen to you. Yeah. Bravo. <laughs> it's like a, a ray of truth sunshine. <laughs> So that was the start of me differentiating what I do. So I'll back up and say how I started doing what I did, what I do now, and what I did leading up to it was completely an accident. I started doing this about 12 years ago. I had been working in all of these creative arenas in Hollywood. I had so much going on. I burned myself out tremendously and all in the pursuit of this optimal life. So I had this notion that an optimal life was literally not sleeping, pushing everything to the limit, working at level 10. The hustle. It was the hustle times a thousand mm -hmm. because I would find like the random healer person and all of these people to bring into my hustle to justify why I was doing something so unhealthy to myself. Mm -hmm. So Leslie's shaking her head because she's like, I've seen this all. <laughs> I've seen the whole thing. I've known her before and after this. And I was very committed. You couldn't talk me out of the fact. And that's why I never try to talk anyone out of the track that they're on because you couldn't talk me off mm -hmm. my train. Mm -hmm. I was going to just do everything I could to get to some unknown random amazing location and I was going to optimize everything in this really rigorous insane way and my life on the outside looked awesome mm -hmm. and on the inside I just melted down completely and it was just very sudden it was within a few weeks I was in the hospital no one knew what was wrong with me I everyone was questioning what was going on what sent you to the hospital I had this insane I had non-stop fevers autoimmune things happening mm. I didn't know that's what it was but that's what was happening I just couldn't even keep food down I was losing I was like maybe 90 pounds and I'm five nine by the time I got to the hospital because I was so stubborn and I kept going to chiropractors and mm -hmm. acupuncturists and fix me and they were like you need to go to the hospital and I was wow. like wow I'm about to get really humbled and I was actually about to get put in the ICU almost. I just randomly made it. I, I very barely, barely escaped from what would have been a lot, lot worse. But it took me, it was a good few weeks in and out of the hospital plus maybe six months of recovering. And for the first three months of recovering, I couldn't leave my house. And this was the first time I'd ever been forced to stay in my house since I was an adult, like any sort of adult. Yeah. So I was like, 
what is going on here? I live in this bungalow <laughs> in the hills and it's there is nothing on the walls there. I haven't moved in. I don't even know what's in my closet. I don't know what's going on. I just felt really disconnected. I could be living in just like what would be now like a, some random Airbnb. I felt mm-hmm. like it wasn't yeah. really my home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I've heard of this feng shui stuff before. I don't know if it could help me, but anything that can help me sensibly get better because now I was on like a human pace. I still wasn't even on a slow pace, but I was on like a human pace and I was really tired and I was really committed to fixing whatever had happened that I was like, okay, I'll just research. So I found feng shui. I started doing more research and I found these crazy tips and things. And I say crazy very, I have a very hard line. If something is very superstitious, I don't care if it works for people. Lots of placebo effects and nocebo effects work for people. Anything that felt like it was taking me back to the place that got me sick, giving my power away to experts, giving my power away to other people. I was like, that's not for me. I'm doing something else. So I stumbled upon a form of feng shui that was based on the tradition, but because there is a lot of science and amazing wisdom in the tradition and concepts, but also real like modern science and all sorts of innovations on top of it that made it really make sense to me. And I was like, I've got nothing but time right now. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll just study this and like become a professional. And when I can go back to working in the art world or doing whatever I'm doing, then I'll be able to use this with someone. So it was- And you had yourself to experiment on it, sounds like. I had only (laughs) myself and I was doing it just for myself. And I think that a lot of the wellness experts I know started doing this for themselves. I mean, you were a vegan before, like just sort of comes out naturally of your life. You just get really passionate about something that you're doing for yourself. And it was just very, very, very shocking that it became what it became. I had no intention. I didn't have like a business plan when I went into doing this. It was like, this is for me. And then I did it for a friend and my friend got this massive investment and called me up and he was like, I don't know what you did, but a week later, someone just gave me $500,000. And I was like, whoa, you can come over to my house. I was like, that's awesome. (laughs) I mean, we're at my house. It's right there. (laughs) We'll look at your house in a sec. And so it was very, um, it was like, I kept getting all of these confirmations because to me, even though it was working for me, I still couldn't even fathom, even though I'd done this professional training, I couldn't fathom that I would ever be doing this for people. And I was like, I know it works for me, but I'm a certain kind of person. So how do I know that it would work for any other person, especially people I don't know? So my friend was like, you know, Tumblr's like a thing right now. Tumblr had like just okay, started. Tumblr, yeah. It was like Tumblr was like a thing at the moment. It mm-hmm. just started and she was like, I got this whole thing going on on Tumblr. I'm going to start a Tumblr. So she came over, started a Tumblr for me in like five seconds. And I was like, that was easy. This is, is it so kind of easy. like starting a blog? Yeah, but it was like, this was like 10 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. starting a blog was hard. You yeah. know, it was at the same time you were starting yours, I was starting a blog. Yeah. And so there was a big difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, Dana was like off and running to the races and I was still like setting up the homepage. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I was doing it just to share random information. I was like, this is really cool. Look at this house. This is this. Like, what do you think of that? And all of a sudden, and I posted a lot of art because that's my background. And all of a sudden it became crazy popular. And I was like, should I actually look at this? Is this a 
thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it kind of kept growing. And as it kept growing, I kept like asking the people on Tumblr in this community, like, hey, does anyone want to do a consultation with me for free? And I started doing consultations and one girl got a huge job and one girl became famous and another one. And I was like, these are all strangers. It seems to consistently work. And then finally a friend was like, how many people do you have to help for free before you understand that this is actually a thing? And I was like, maybe I'll just do it forever like this. (laughs) No, why are you? And I was like, I don't know. There's just something in me. And it was really, I understand looking back, it was because feng shui itself is laden with so much like the first notion people get. And maybe it's changing now when you think of feng shui as like, strings and statues and someone walking around like doing blessings and all of these things that I would never do Mm -hmm. and I was like how could I even present myself you know what I mean outside of this world that I've created how could I present myself to people I would have to be constantly explaining to them what it is that I do and so it just kept happening it just one thing led to another thing led to meeting people that it all just grew and suddenly I was like oh I have my own method now I'm starting my own school like everything happened in this progression that I never ever thought I would do it all came from understanding and this is something for everyone to just kind of this is sort of what I tell everyone and what I'm really into everyone knowing is you create your own luck you create your own fortune you create your own opportunities yes there are times where everything seems to come together really easily and that's awesome but that's not something we can rely upon. You know what I mean? You kind of rely upon like the stars aligning every minute. Like Mm -hmm. things happen, but in every situation you have choices that you can make. And I always say there are two camps of thought, like two schools of thought, big schools of thought. One is like, you create your life and the other is that life is happening life to, happens you. to you. Yeah. And I think all of us probably agree we're creating our own lives. And when you look at that, when you use that concept and look at it in your home, look at it in your habits, look at it in your life, you see wherever something is stuck or not moving forward, it's where you've been a little bit more effect than cause. And would you say that a lot of times a reflection of what's going on in our home is what's going on inside? Always. Absolutely always. It's a really personal interpretation. Like a lot of people will say, oh, I have this tree in this area. And like, what does that mean? And I, I spend a lot of my day sending messages to people with questions that say, what does that mean to you? Yeah. How does that yeah. make you feel? There's because no definition. There's no rules. <laughs> not like and not like that, for sure, because everyone has like really unique things. It's funny. I had someone, um, a few people have messaged me messages about haunted houses and people who live with spirits and sort of um, people who have like the remains of someone um, buried in their backyard of, of an animal, pets and things like that. And it was like, is this bad feng shui? And it's like, do you want it there? You know what I mean? If this <laughs> what makes, does it mean to you? If this makes yeah. you feel good, then it is good feng shui. If it's weird to you and you feel creeped out by it, then of course it's not good. You know what I mean? And if I were to tell you that if you're creeped out by it, no, you should keep it there because it's good feng shui, then you should fire me. And you should <laughs> never talk to me because it's weird. But I've 
I've seen and heard and now gotten thousands over the years of messages of people who start their message with help, exclamation point. Someone told me my door is in this area and because the front door is facing here, we don't have the money to remodel the house. I, I know all these bad things are gonna happen and already I'm getting this and my husband had this and I'm like, what did someone do to you? Just set you on when an expert speaks, it's like any expert, yeah. everyone yeah. who has any any voice of any authority speaks to you and says, this is bad, something bad is going to happen. That's powerful and that's unfortunate. Well, I love your perspective and I've definitely been not a victim to this, but I found myself overthinking it because I definitely agree that like if there's clutter in my office, there's clutter in the work that I'm doing and there's clutter in my mind and it's so reflective and I have to work in a clean environment in order for me to be able to have clean, clear thoughts, right? And my um, bedroom right now that I have is set up in such a way that we have beautiful French doors that open to the yard from the bed, but in feng shui, the feng shui books, you know, that I'm supposed to like learn feng shui by say that is called the coffin where the bed should never have the door in front of it because that is like them bringing you in a coffin out the door or something like that. I don't even know you guys. Oh, geez. Yeah. But I've read this multiple times that I'm like, the only way to fix this would be why would I have my huge bed on the side with the door? Like it doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, Dan and I would absolutely hate that. So I'm going to be in the coffin because I absolutely love opening my French doors to the yard. But the books that I read say that is bad feng shui. And I'm like, but I like it. So just like you, I'm going to say, I'm going to leave it that way because I know that it brings me joy to have my bed positioned that way. There's really no other way to position the bed in the room. And if I did, it would seem very awkward and very strange that I was doing that. You know, it's all of these things originated because of things that people saw happen. So for instance, like I think that the way that the coffin position developed was that literally when people were in hospitals and had passed away, like they would be pulled out of the room, like put in rooms and then pulled out straight through the door. Uh And so it created this whole like thing. And then it, you know, kind of got passed down and passed down and passed down. And then you read a book and suddenly you're like, oh no. There are all sorts of these rules. Like for instance, people say that you should never have a mirror facing your bed. And as a general rule, it's really energizing to have a mirror facing your bed. So for a lot of people, that's not a good thing. Like Mm -hmm. you don't need extra energy in your bedroom, (laughs) but sometimes you do. And sometimes it is a good thing. And sometimes it's a great thing. And I've had bedrooms where I've had a whole wall of mirror and people are like, that's bad. And I'm like, why is my life so good then? Yeah, exactly. You're like, really? How bad is it? You know, I have a mirror in my bedroom facing my bed. Nice. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> and that's and so I just, you know, I caution people to go too far in a direction where you hem yourself in and have no choices. And anytime you feel like I'm screwed and yet everything is fine, that's a problem. Yeah. You gave us one example of the person that manifested money after you worked with them. Can you give us some examples of how your life changed, how some of your clients' life have changed after kind of feng shuiing their home with your philosophy? Yeah, I mean, and I don't, it's so funny because I don't take credit for what other people do because I literally participate with them. Like we do it You do it together, together. yeah. Um, of course, I know what, I know all of the stuff, so I'm guiding the process. But for instance, I don't tell people precisely what to do. Unless I'm being hired to design a space, design it, design it. 
I don't say this is the sofa you must have. This is exactly the color. We'll talk about all the various options and then what makes the most sense. And sometimes I'll just say, this is why I recommend this. And they'll say, could I do a fountain instead? And I'm like, yes, you get it. <laughs> like, this is totally what I mean. Yeah. So um, I still marvel at the testimonials that people have sent me. For me personally, I mean, this helped me to actually become me. It helped me to get my voice. It helped me to have the confidence and creative self-expression that I didn't have, even though I should have had. There was every reason why I should have it, but I didn't. It really helped me to get grounded in my life. A lot of the principles have to do with really being grounded. I'm very much like, woo, like up here, like by nature. So I'm like, oh, shut off the phone. Let's do this. Get grounded. And it's, I mean, it's helped me create this whole world, this whole like creative endeavor and business and thing that's so much bigger than anything I ever could have envisioned doing on my own. So it's been epic and it continues to kind of spiral into things that are bigger than I ever thought possible. So now my vision of it is so much more expanded. But for my clients, it's been everything from seeing people get just everything, the new jobs, the new relationships, you know, the sudden marriages after divorces with the soulmates arriving and all of those things that you hear about that yeah. are the things that happen. The the amazing deals, the amazing money coming in, people becoming famous, all of those things that people love, especially in LA, like all of those things I see all the time. But that big wins, the big things, the things that bring tears to my eyes and still like I I almost lose my breath are people who are like, I never thought I'd be happy again. And I am. Mm -hmm. I never thought I would be able to love myself and look in the mirror and love who I see. I never thought I would be able to take care of myself. I never thought that I would be able to heal after a narcissistic relationship. I never thought that I was going to be able to build my life up after a tragedy. I never thought that I could get through this grief. Ooh, that was mine. Yeah. Just gave me chills. <laughs> it's I got chills. I mean, these are the things that when I hear those, that's what this is all about. It's yeah. all the other stuff. Like there's so many manifestation tools and things and you can make it complex or you can make it simple. I'm very much for simple, but I think that the deeper stuff really requires practice. And all of our homes and our stories and situations are different, but are there some general tips you can give? Like this one's for wealth, this one's for grief. Okay, so some generally good things that I think everyone benefits from. That's a good question. I think everyone, and you, you started off by saying this, everyone benefits from more clear space. Everyone benefits from clearing clutter across the boards, no question. There are lots of methods to do it. Everyone benefits from doing it. The easier you make it on yourself to do it, the better because complex is never the greatest thing. Everyone benefits, I think, a lot from having more nature in their lives. Like right now we're sitting with like lawn outside and trees everywhere and fruit bowls and all sorts of stuff everywhere. The fruit is fake, but the rest is real. (laughs) But there's vegan food everywhere. It's like (laughs) there's plants all over. You know, there's, there's a sense of we're in... A sense of nature. I feel like I'm in a treehouse right now. Yeah, because so. I do have. Well, so if you're listening, you don't know my my home is in the front, and we are in my studio, which is a guest house that I transformed into a studio. And there's bushes and trees and grass around, and big windows, full big of light. Windows. Yeah. So this is actually good for the nature component. But is there anything that you would break down in the room that is not so great? 
again, not so great <laughs> is something we can talk about. We'll talk about how everything flows in the room. We'll talk about how you use the room. We'll talk about how the energy goes in the room. Like for instance, I'm positioned right now. There's the panel of mirrors. Yes, so you have I'm the positioned where the mirrors are like straight on me and I'm not half and half between mirrors because for anyone who's sitting here or sitting here, they're getting fractured. So if you have a wall, have one solid mirror or select a mirror is ideal. If you have fragmented mirrors, you need to make sure that people aren't seeing fragmented visions of themselves because that can just on a very subconscious and conscious level, you can look at yourself and be like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> whoa. I, a lot of people think it looks cool and it does look cool, like aesthetically to have multiple mirrors on a wall. Like, you know, someone yeah. will hang like a bunch of mirrors. Um, be aware when you do that, that you're creating a lot of energy and a lot of sort of bursts of energy coming from the wall. So see how it makes you feel when you walk by that. Does it just look cool? Does it feel good? Oh, um, and yeah. so a lot of times we set up our homes in ways that look cool, but they don't necessarily function or feel right. So that's something everyone can look at in their home. Look at all the decor stuff that you've done and ask yourself like, okay, I like the way this looks. I love the way it looks. It's great. But I just don't like the way it feels. Like I love the way this sofa looks. I just hate sitting on it. Like I love the way this, this chair is like art. No one sits on it because it's so terrible to sit on. And you have to, and, and I think that there's a fine line of balance. Like I think that's fine to have certain things in your home that are absolutely purely aesthetic, but you have to have a space that you can live in and that feels right. And that doesn't make you feel like, okay, we're living in a museum space. Yeah. We don't touch this. I'm from Jersey. So I grew up with like everyone having plastic on their couches and like, <laughs> oh you know, it's like old school, like super old school Jersey and plastic on couches. And then everyone had a living room, like a, like a special living room, mm -hmm. living room, for the formal guests where you yes. could not sit yeah. on the sofas mm -hmm. and you couldn't touch it and you couldn't pick up the phone. You couldn't do anything there because it was like just you know just yeah. for the fancy yeah. Yeah. yeah my my extended family is all east coast as well and yes yeah. the plastic came off my grandparents couch maybe like <laughs> i don't know seven years ago yeah. and it, we finally started using the room they're in their 90s <laughs> <laughs> why not at this point it's it's amazing so you know i i grew up with a lot of a sense of everything being saved for a special occasion mm -hmm. like it was like the dining room is only for the holidays like why don't we eat here this is crazy this yeah. dining room is so awesome and like we don't ever go in it unless it's like five days out of the year a lot of times that mentality trying to trickles in so you want to see that you're actually using the amazing things you have and that the amazing things you have are useful yeah, even so Leslie and I just got back from Italy and I have all of these wonderful olive oils and wines and all of this stuff. And I'm texting with my friend that I haven't seen in a while that I miss very much. She's like, well, I'll come over. And I'm like, we'll pop the Italy wine. She's like, don't you want to save it for a yeah. special occasion? And I'm like, uh -huh. you are the special occasion. Uh -huh. Like, I want to use it right away and enjoy it. Yes. I don't want it sitting here for 20 years. I'm a 
super, super, not victim, but th- that is me. I, I used to save everything for yeah. special occasions. Yeah. And I realized that things were going bad because I wasn't using them. Like I would get a really fancy lotion. And so I'd just keep it in my bathroom and it would make me so happy that I had this super fancy <laughs> lotion. And then I'd finally open it and it would be completely separated and ruined. Yeah, and I, I can't, can't use it anymore. Use it anyway. Mm. And same with food. I know so many people when I go into their kitchens and pantries, they got some salt, special salts from their trip to Asia. And that trip was seven years ago. Right, right. And things that you that come into your life are meant to be used. I 100% agree with Dana on this. Like everything in your house should have a purpose and a use. And if you're not using it, you should think about why it's there. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so that's a big one for everyone. That's a big tip. In terms of wealth and money, um, I really, there are a few things that I think are really important, but just a feeling sense for everyone to start with. That's a, a more universal thing is what is wealth to you? What does it look like? And what does it feel like? I've, I've been talking a lot about this idea of how we send the universe mixed messages. Like we think we have to get something by sacrificing a tremendous amount. Yeah. And then we say you we have to want work it. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then you say you want it at the same time. So I really want this job. And I'm, I, yeah. And you know in your head how hard you're going to work. You know yeah. you're not going to see your pets or your family or your husband or your wife. And you know as you're saying it that there are all these sacrifices involved because you believe that. And so you start saying these things and they don't go anywhere and they don't manifest and you don't get the next thing or if you do it does come with all these insane sacrifices so I'm a big fan of first just looking at your whole overall concept of what success is what wealth is and just making sure that you kind of clear the clutter of whatever sacrifices are built into it where you're going to lose a whole lot to get that thing. I want this relationship, but I'm gonna have to give up my business. You know what I mean? Like this is the kind of things that people have built in to, and I, I hear it, I'm guilty of it. I think everyone listening is probably like, oh, I've done that. Everyone relates to it on some level, but this, it really informs this overarching wealth picture because then when I say, okay, go into your home and see how wealthy it feels, see how successful it feels. Some people don't even know what that means. You know what I mean? Like what, what ideally do you want to feel? How do you really want to, you know, want it to feel? So get very clear on that. And then you can start looking around your home and seeing, okay, this is super shabby. It is totally not for me. I don't know why it stayed this long. Okay. This is not a part of this picture of success. And just be very intuitive about it to start and clear out, let go of, or straighten up or repair anything that is obviously not part of that wealth picture. Yeah. And you see it. Like everyone gets it, especially when they get super clear on what it is that they want. It's like, okay, I cannot have this like dresser that someone gave me when I graduated from college. That's, you know what I mean? Like, Are you talking about my husband? Yeah. That's what he has. It's his desk, but okay. Yeah, yeah you see, well, desks are kind of sentimental. So, he has a you lot know. of attachment to it, but it's okay. I have no judgment against it. It's just funny that you said that. No, but there's there are people who keep things because, like we said, it still works. It's still good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold on to it. You don't like it. You don't want it. It doesn't match anything that you need. You can get another one. Yeah. But for some reason you don't 
<laughs> well, it's very deeply rooted in psychologically who you are and what you've been through and also the law of attraction. So I'm hearing both because it's like, okay, if someone has, let's say they have two vacuum cleaners, they have one that works and one that's in storage because in case that one breaks, they have another one. And that's like <laughs> literally like poverty mentality because yeah. you have to hold on to something that you don't need, right? And then there's other things that are sentimental, but truly, yeah, let's hold on to a few things. But, you know, I've lost both of my parents and it took me years to get rid of all their stuff. And you know how much fucking shit cleared up when I got rid of that storage unit full of their stuff Mm -hmm. without guilt and without sadness? Because it didn't mean I was letting go of them. It meant Mm -hmm. I was letting go of stuff that was burdening me down and holding me in the grief. Yeah. Right. So I have a few nice things of theirs. Not even nice, just like things that have value to me, like my mom's nightgown. Okay. It doesn't matter to anyone else. No one ever, no one else will ever understand why it's important. But it's important to me. But I got rid of all the kitchenware. I got rid of all the other stuff that I didn't mm-hmm. need, and a burden lifted off of my shoulders. It was like the angels lifting me, saying, "Thank you. You did not need all that stuff holding me down." That took me years. Yeah. To get rid of. And you years. you lighten the burden on your wallet from those storage fees. Yeah, exactly. Then I have I can use that money somewhere else. That was like definitely 150 bucks a month at least. And it was a weight, it was a weight on my soul. And I still mm-hmm. have some of their stuff that I could, I have a couple of boxes I could probably go through that I haven't been able to yet. But I mean, I had, I shipped everything from North Carolina to wow. Los Angeles. Because wow. wow. I could not let go of a thing. Because I was in that hold on to everything mode. I tried to have their couches shipped and they were like, no, honey, you're not doing that. <laughs> like friends of the family were like, no. And I was like, okay, but like I thought I needed everything. Like I was so holding on to everything I didn't need any of it and I have a few things a couple boxes and that's it I totally understand I had all my mom's stuff shipped from New Jersey I, yeah you yeah. get it okay you're with me <laughs> yeah and it was in storage for $500 a month for like three years until oh, I could... yeah that's even more than I was paying but it was like thousands of dollars to ship it across yeah. the United States yeah I had a lot of stuff I mean it was like generations of stuff that was in her house that all came to me yeah and I was like okay I'm gonna have to keep this and then as soon and it was literally just I couldn't even go through the storage facility I had to get a really really big place and have it all delivered and before I could even get furniture for my new place I had to go through it all and like it was really hard but really amazing and it it's a beautiful thing and you're right people are not things you know what I mean but there are certain things that were just so attached to that yeah. it's it's fine to keep them and I think that's an important thing to say to everyone like you don't have to get rid of every single thing from someone in order to be clear and free of that burden and attachment you just have to get rid of the things you absolutely know are I had stuff of my dad's that I never even saw him use like some briefcase yeah. I was like why do I have this <laughs> he like probably didn't want it either no I don't think he ever used it. I think it was just one of those things he threw in a closet and I somehow got it and I was like I should keep this. And I was like, I have no recollection of anything to do with him in this briefcase. And Mm -hmm. it's gone with me to like six different houses. Right, right. It's Mm got to go. And the day I got rid of it, it was like, whew. Yeah. Yeah. It's a giant weight off the shoulders. And I'll say it's not just with parents. I mean, you both know that I went through a divorce. And I cannot believe how much stuff that I held on to and had a storage unit for years and yeah, when I open it again, I'm like, I can't believe I was paying that much money to house all this stuff and I got to get rid of all of it. And it wasn't stuff that was his. It just was all reminded me of that time period yep. of my life. And, you know, things carry energy on them. And so I was like, that's it. 
all this is going and all new energy is going to come in. And it does. And did it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I know. And you just brought up like the best, the best point ever, which is everything does have energy on it. Mm -hmm. Like everything carries energy on it. Everything that we touch, we become entangled with on a cellular level. It's like the coolest science. Like we become, there's this whole, I think it's Niels Bohr, who was one of the founders of quantum physics, who said every person's hand that you shake you're entangled with forever wow which is yeah. like a really cool thing and ever since i heard that i like well, wanted horrifying I, <laughs> 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 but it makes me want to like a, beautiful but i don't want to touch anyone now okay go on Sorry. yeah it's like, um, i don't know you i don't want your energy uh, with me. well i think you can decide how much and i don't know how entangled you are <laughs> but you definitely like for instance there are certain things I'm sure we all have. I have like a mug that's like my favorite mug ever. And it's like a piece of me. Mm-hmm. I don't know me without this mug. It's, yeah. And I, it's so silly. Like people are like, really? I'm like, yes, you don't understand. Like this is just my thing. Yeah. And there's there are other things that people have that do have, they carry energy. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you can do, I think universally for everyone is clear some space. Uh, space clearing is the most powerful, not just clutter clearing, but actually deeper space clearing is some of the most powerful stuff you can do to rejuvenate, for instance, the stuff you can't get rid of. If you can't get a new mattress after a breakup or a divorce, you just can't afford an extra $2,000 or an extra $1,000. Oh, you can get a you can get a discount mattress on <laughs> Olympic Boulevard for 250 bucks. She would know. Okay. <laughs> you get rid of that $10,000 mattress and you go get a $250 one. You can do that, but on a very if you want to like if if you want to just think about it, and I do agree there are times where you have to, and especially if it was something bad, but a breakup, like you can't do that after every boyfriend no, that or girlfriend after. that right. doesn't work out. Yeah. Like you would be on Olympic Boulevard every day. Yeah. Like you just, you can't, it can't be that easy to just toss everything. And again, right. like you can't toss every outfit you ever wore with someone if they turn out to be a horrible person. There's definitely a lot of clothes that I have shed over the years that I'm like, I wish I never wore that to this occasion because now yeah. I can never, ever wear it again. Yeah. Um, but there's so many things you can do. Like for instance, for your mattress, take all your bedding off and make sure you have a vacuum before you do this otherwise you're going to hate me for it and Mm -hmm. you sprinkle sea salt all over your mattress and you just let it sit and you can let it sit for a while and if you want to really amplify that you can take some rose petals if you have some roses and they're kind of past their prime i don't like ripping apart really nice roses when they're a little past their prime but they're still holding together you can use the rose petals Put them over the whole bed and leave it for a good i sometimes i do it for a full day and just sleep in another room and then take everything off vacuum it all and then flip the mattress over do the same thing on the other side and it really does create a lot of clear space oh Ooh. i'm gonna go do this i want to do it even I'm though so i'm excited. not in a breakup <laughs> it's great for everyone it's great yeah. cleansing of the space and i think that you should go back a little bit and talk about space clearing and what that is what the definition of that is versus decluttering um so that people really understand that so for most of you listening you may have seen at least a sage wand now people All are very, thinking about a sage yeah, people <laughs> yeah. are very accustomed to seeing sage wands i think most people listening to this podcast have probably at least seen if not own like 20 sage wands at this point sage is a really good space clearing tool but space clearing itself first to answer your question more specifically space clearing itself is everything that you do to disentangle 
any energy that's stuck, stagnant, or just simply does not belong in your space and to set it free so that you create room so that you can keep growing and thriving. So if you go into a room, and this is a good example people can relate to, if you go into a room and it's really stuffy and you sit in there, it doesn't take long before you feel claustrophobic, you're uncomfortable, you're fidgeting, you're like, get me out of here, I could barely breathe, and then finally you might even leave. Why? Because like you felt like the weight of the air, like you felt like how stuffy it was. So that feeling doesn't have to manifest in a stuffy room. It's also a room where you're just uncomfortable, a place where you're just never at home, a place where arguments always happen, a place where you always, something weird always happens. And so those are the spaces and usually whole homes can just accumulate energy. People come over, you have stuff happening every day, you have phone conversations, you all of it fills your home. So space clearing as a practice is one of those really great practices to keep everything super clear. So for instance, yes, you can burn sage. And burning sage is a great way to put negative ions in the space, which creates a super positive space. But space clearing, if you're just sort of waving around a sage wand, doesn't really do very much. It's really your intention plus the tool that you use. So I'm a big fan. The actual feng shui school that's opening soon is the school of intention. Like I'm really believer that our intention is really what's creating all of this. Grab your sage wand and next time you light it, really get calm and centered and set a super positive, powerful intention. And as you walk around with it, open all the windows, open all the drawers, open all the doors, and just really let everything be free. And as you walk around with this stage wand, just keep on imagining. And it doesn't have to be a 20 minute meditation. It can be just seeing as you're walking, the negative stuff moving out of the window. That imagination is a real thing. Like keep seeing all the things you don't need leaving. You can even see like light coming into your house. Just see all of this stuff changing. And that's a way, if you do if you do something in this way, <laughs> you'll start to notice the sage wands actually work better and you get why people dig it. Like a lot of people are like, yeah, sage is all right. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, whatever. You know, it's a very powerful thing. I did, um, I love the girls. I don't know if you've ever met the girls at Energy Muse. They're so amazing. They're so much fun. I recently I saw them speak and Heather was talking about when you're using sage like you can actually like speak to the house you can speak to your house you can ask things to leave you can ask things to come in and if you do that when you're walking around with the sage when you're clearing the space it's just super powerful you notice a huge difference you're becoming cause over the energy the sage wand isn't doing it you're doing it that's a tool it's a tool as I say I say good morning to my apartment every day and I say hello to my plants and goodbye to them when I have to go on a trip and I don't know Uh, so Dan and I talk to the plants too but Leslie you have a brand new gorgeous place I mean it's it it feels wonderful like I love it but how did you start there with your feng shui and your mentality of, of setting it up just right and all that stuff it was a brand new building and I was the first person to live in the unit so it was really important to me that before my movers even got there that I did that I used sage 
hello santo said hello introduced myself to this space <laughs> like you know just really felt the energy and felt where everything was going to go and then you kind of be flexible i mean i put everything in the apartment and i've moved around the plants a bazillion times i'm trying to find their happy places yeah and, yeah you know just not being afraid to adjust and nothing is permanent unless you're you know installing something that is semi-permanent most <laughs> things can be moved if you paint and you don't like it you can paint something else it's not that hard um, and so the idea that everything is not fixed yeah was a big thing for me because yeah growing up I lived in the same house my whole life it never changed um we never got it was never remodeled and never got new furniture new paintings new anything and same I mean my parents ended up moving and they still I mean they moved 10 years ago and the same everything and that's just their way of living and it's not mine so I had to really make it okay that everything could be moved and that made it too so that it wasn't wrong if I'd put something somewhere and it was wrong then I was like oh god it's wrong it's my fault I'm a failure instead I can be like no I'm just gonna move it over here and now it might be right yeah I'm all about changing it up right now our living room um, we entertain a lot so we have a lot of places to sit but when it's just Dan and I, there's a lot of chairs that we don't need, even though they're like nice comfy chairs. And so I recently bought this mini uh, reformer yes. for my Pilates. Which I totally want to go in and yes. do after this podcast, okay. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we totally will. And so Dan was not home and I did this all on my own and I was like, I hope he doesn't get mad at me. So I put the whole thing together myself, by the way. It was not bravo, that hard. Bravo. Thank you. And I moved all the chairs out of the way. And I made space for my brand new reformer machine, and I have used it every single day. Now, I know if people come over, like, to hang out for a party or something, I'll move it out of the way. But in general, I work at home. I want this in my space where I can just have it. I can listen to podcasts. I can watch TV. I can do my normal day. I can take my conference calls and be laying on this thing. <laughs> and so all the nice chairs that were in that, were in that space are now gone. And Dan came home and I was like, I hope he's not going to be mad at me. And he was like, I love it. He's like, I love changing things up. And I was like, okay, great. Because I was like, humor me for a few weeks. He's like, no, this is great. I love it. And it really did open up the space because now there aren't big chairs blocking our huge window that's in there. So I think it's nice. And I'll change it up if I have a party. But I'm more often at home using my Pilates machine than I am entertaining and having a party. Right? Totally. So I'm excited. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Okay, I have something else that's going to blow you guys' mind right now. Okay. So, last night I was drawing Archangel Oracle cards, which I learned about on our Food Heals Vegan Italian Retreat with Leslie because she brought um, two decks of cards. And every night uh, or every Morning. breakfast. Morning, breakfast. Yeah. yeah. Every breakfast, we would each draw a card from two decks. And sometimes we would just get general guidance. Sometimes we would ask it a question. So I had a blast doing this. Everyone loved it. And I decided to get my own deck of cards. I've only been doing this for a few weeks now. And I just happened to do it last night. Well, the damn archangels must have known you were coming because you won't believe the card that I drew from this is Doreen Virtue's Archangel Oracle cards. Oh, no way. Clear your space. Wow, that's awesome. I love it. Can you believe it? So it's Archangel Jophiel. It says, get rid of clutter, clear the energy around you, and use feng shui. So 
It knew Dana was coming, first of all. And so I read, you know, they have the book that goes with it. And it was just like, the things that are holding you back right now are easily cleared if you clear your space. And I'm already aware of this. So I was like, I feel like I do a pretty good job. But obviously, I'm not there yet. So I'm We're excited. Never. We're never there. Okay, yeah. I'm excited That's to delve it. deeper into this. So I know that you have some tips for us on creativity and prosperity. Okay, so this is a big one, and we've talked a lot. When you listen to the podcast, guys, you'll understand all of what I'm saying. But we talked a lot about becoming cause over your life, understanding you create your own luck, understanding that you're making everything happen. It's not just what you do in your house. It's not just what you do with a sage wand or with any other tool. It's really owning your agency in life, owning the fact that you can make things happen. So if you're not sitting in that place yet, creativity is not really going to come because it only comes when you're really tapped in, when you're really present, when you're really, or I should say even elevated above presence, when you're really grounded and you're really in a zone. And that zone doesn't come from external factors alone. Yes, you can set up a more creative space. You can totally do that. And we'll talk about a couple of ways to do that now. But also the real creativity comes from being open to that energy and allowing that into your life. So a lot of what we've been talking about today has to do with clearing clutter, clearing your space. So a creative space is all the things that you think a creative space is in many ways. A creative space can be full of art stuff, full of games, full of your favorite colors, full of rainbow colors. All of those are really basic things. But the deeper creativity stuff has to do with how much you feel at home, how much you feel grounded. You can be in this gorgeous, insanely amazing space and you feel so weird in the space that you just, you can't even imagine making anything. You can't even imagine cooking. You can't even imagine. You're just like, I just want to leave. Even though it's beautiful, I feel really uncomfortable here. Mm -hmm. Or I just don't feel it. Or I feel lazy. Or I feel overwhelmed. So there's all sorts of energy in the air. And there's all sorts of stuff that we're generating within ourselves. So if you're feeling creatively blocked within yourself, the best thing that I tell everyone to do first is to go take a long walk. When you walk, it syncs up both hemispheres of your brain and it gets you really creatively activated. So mm -hmm. it's like this instant boost. It's like an instant yes. And if I don't walk in a day, if I don't take a long enough walk or I don't walk, I am just not the same. It's almost like I find myself... Oh, what's going on? <laughs> so it's like, no matter what, try to get out and take a walk or move. If you can't get outside, one tip that I learned from energy medicine, which is amazing, it's actually from Psy K, which is something I love, um, where you can cross your hands like this. You can all try it. You can cross your hands. So literally like just take your hands, cross them, and then like join your fingers together and then you could twist them in if you can. If you can't, that's okay. Some people can't, so you can leave them like this if you can't. And then cross your ankles. Cross All your, the dogs yeah. come over when yeah. we cross our ankles. I know. <laughs> I have dogs licking my feet right now. <laughs> Sorry about that. We've got three dogs in the studio. Whoops. It's creative awakening. So when you do this and sit like this for a while, it also helps to sync up both hemispheres of your brain. And in the modality called Psyche, 
when you do this, you guys can say like that. It's fun when you do this. Good. When you do this for long enough, you actually start to activate a whole brain state. And the thinking behind it is that when you're in a whole brain state, you can start changing your subconscious programming. You can start changing Ooh. all of these things. And I'm not a certified psych professional, but I can. I'm happy to recommend you to the people I've worked with. They're amazing. But that alone is enough to just kind of help you to zone out, kick back, and just sit like this. You could do it at work. You can do it in a break. You could do it at lunchtime. You could do it in your car. And it'll really help you to get your brain kind of, woo, here we go. Okay. I'm not overthinking. I'm not feeling, you know, stuck in my head. I'm starting to feel a little bit more integrated. And, um, that's another thing that you can do in your home is start integrating more stuff. Meaning I don't know about you, but I've been in a lot of spaces, obviously over the last 12 years and some homes are very separate, meaning one room is separate from another room and it's very separate. Even the furniture is very separate from each other. It's almost like there's no conversation happening. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes even in very formal dining rooms, it's like everything is so strict and separate and everything uh, in a living room can be very separate. The chairs can be very sort of almost awkwardly separate from one another or you have a coffee table that's really far away or just not really working with everything, try to move things around to integrate them, to make them all work together. And that can do so many great things for your space. And you don't have to get new furniture. You don't have to get anything new. Just kind of imagine, is this all having a conversation? <laughs> do I feel like this is all working together? Working in art for so long, that was like a big thing with really brilliant artists and curators. I had always a lot of language about the conversation of the pieces and how they were hung in an exhibition. And it was very, very important also the conversation that the pieces of art were having with the architecture and the room wow. and the people. So it's a very different experience to see a piece of art on the walls that's hung way above your head and it's meant to be looked at that way versus art that is laying on the floor and it's meant to be that way versus you know a piece of art that's over a doorway itself. So you can really create a whole different look and feel and energy and conversation and story that is more creative and more prosperous by just shifting around what you have to make more of this conversation. So now I'm worried about my pictures. Are they too high? Are they too low? This one's crooked. I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> the crooked stuff is a really big one. Crooked will will help you so much to get rid of the crooked. That, that makes a big difference. So it should be crooked or it should not be crooked? Unless you want it to be crooked. If it shouldn't be crooked. I mean, I knew it was crooked it. for a long time and I haven't fixed it. You gotta do fix you, it. That's your homework. <laughs> do you want to fix it or do you like it crooked? I don't know. I just don't care that much. I think it's kind of, I don't know, vintage. If you like it. Leslie's like, no, you can't fix it right now. Okay, I will. So all but it's of, how I feel about it, right? Yes. Okay. All of those things really have to do with how you feel about it, how you're interacting with it. And then, of course, like in terms of prosperity, it all sort of comes from creativity. We make wealth. Like I know that there are all sorts of philosophies of how we make life happen and how we manifest and all this other stuff. But I think on a fundamental level, for whatever reasons, 
we make our wealth. Yes, it might be given to you, but in some philosophies, you have in some way done things that have created a situation where it's been given to you. So if you wanna generate more wealth, create more wealth, start with the creativity stuff first. Like a lot of people like to go open up books, read articles that are wealth tips and feng shui money and money thing and money thing and money thing. And I like sharing those things because they're fun, but I don't share really strict rules and really superstitious things because I feel like anything that is superstitious is the opposite of creativity. Mm -hmm. Anything superstitious is saying, okay, well, this glass, if I put it in this position, is going to change my money situation. So now who has the power, me or the glass? What happens if the glass doesn't work? Am I screwed? Like, I can't make money? (laughs) You know, what happens if someone comes and drinks the water in the glass? What happens if someone throws the glass away? Now, or is it all over? This is the kind of stuff that I stay away from. And I, I, for everyone listening, watching, I really, really encourage you, if you want to make more money and be more creative and have more stuff in your life that's working for you, to get away from all this stuff that takes away your power. Yeah, and I totally agree because, okay, if I look at it from a content creation perspective, every time I create something, a video, a podcast, a social media post, and I'm like, oh, are they going to like it? Does it make me feel good? That's all that matters. If it makes me feel good, it's going to make someone else feel good. If I have issues with it, someone else is going to have issues with it. So my audience that I want to help inspire is going to respond in a positive way when I feel positively about it. They're going to respond in a negative way when I feel negatively about it. It's the same with my space. If I'm like, I don't think I like that pillow, but oh, it was in this magazine or um, someone else had it at their home or whatever, but I don't like it, then... (laughs) People coming in my home aren't going to find it inviting, right? And so it's it's all about what makes you feel good. Absol- absolutely 150%. You're allowed to curse. <laughs> okay, let's Thanks. See. I'm from New Jersey, so you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> now we're in trouble. Facebook might block us. I won't. See. I don't. I, it comes out in my, my rare moments. <laughs> Okay, so what are we gonna do next? Did you wanna burn salt? Yes. Okay, so I don't want anyone to do this unless they are 100,000% sure that they feel safe about doing it, that they have safety precautions, that you have pitchers of water nearby, a fire extinguisher handy, no kids, no pets. I have done this 100 bazillion times. So having pets around and (laughs) far away is going to be totally okay for us, for these intense, we have lots of team here everywhere watching. So I want you to really know, like this is not something to mess around with because you're going to be burning stuff. So do as I say, not as I do. But um, (laughs) this is for our demonstration purposes. So you guys are food people. So most people have ramekins in their house of some sort. You need a fire safe ramekin. You need something that An can oven go. safe one. Yeah, yeah. Oven safe. Something that can go in the oven. Something that can withstand high temperatures. Because you're going to set it on fire. So <laughs> now the whole process behind this. I'm pouring some water into a dish at the bottom of this to keep it even safer. So it's submerged in water. So if I think it's doing anything weird... I can quickly flip it over into the water and it'll go out. 
But again, always have lots of water nearby, fire extinguishers, do it at your own risk. Don't burn your house using, down. She's using a metal nine inch pie pan in case anybody was curious at home. Yeah, perfect. I had no idea. <laughs> Thank you, Leslie, that's perfect. <laughs> you're welcome. So um, in, in the middle, you're gonna put your ramekin and it can be smaller than this if you'd like. This is a pretty big one, but it's a good demonstration. So now I just have regular sea salt that I'm gonna fill this whole ramekin with pretty much up to the top. And I do this a lot. Um, people love to see it. People love to do it. Again, you've got to be safe. I'm going to say that like 200 times. Please, it's okay. Please keep saying it. <laughs> so we are not responsible if you burn your house down. So please yeah. be careful. Okay, yeah. before I pour this, what is this? This is rubbing alcohol. Um, this is regular standard rubbing alcohol, 50% isopropyl rubbing alcohol from a pharmacy. This is nothing super fancy. Uh, you can also use Bacardi 151 or Everclear if you happen to have those on. Why hand. would I waste the liquor? Uh-huh. I'm just yeah. <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic. Well, if what? you just want to do it right this second and you don't have anything besides alcohol in your house. Yeah, <laughs> you could. You have to use very high proof alcohol if you're going to do it with alcohol. Um, rubbing alcohol kind of smells not the greatest, but the smell doesn't really linger for very long. If you're sensitive to smells, don't burn anything, meaning don't burn anything. If you're <laughs> sensitive to smells, you can do space clearing in different ways. So we're going to talk about why I'm actually doing this while I'm pouring alcohol into... So like halfway full? Into the salt. So you're going to let it settle just like kind of pouring water onto sand and you'll see it like drain down. So it's gonna keep kind of draining down until you have enough alcohol in here. And I pour it pretty slowly. So you have enough so that it no longer sinks down and evaporates. So you kind of have it all saturated. So here we go. This is now ready. Now why are we doing this? Okay, so I'll explain. <laughs> when you wanna clear negative energy from your home, from your life, it's really a form of transmutation. Okay. It's really a form of sort of turning, it's magic, it's turning lead into gold, it's turning negatives into positives, it's finding light in the dark. Yeah. So when you do anything with fire, like for instance, people have bonfires and they throw in lists of things that they wanna release Get from their lives. Yeah. Right. So everyone has heard of that. There are people who sat there X's clothes on fire, which is an interesting one. <laughs> um, there are people who do all kinds of things that are cathartic and sometimes very destructive with fire. So fire is a negative and a positive all at once. So we know every element has a negative and a positive. In this way, this fire is very cathartic. So as you do this, it's not this that is doing all of the work. It's you focusing on the flame and focusing, so when you're doing this at home, focus on the flame and do not ever take your eyes off of it for one second. Okay. Do not ever take okay. your eyes off I'm of ready. it. I'm ready. So you wanna put aside at least 10 to 15 minutes. And again, there are a lot of people here watching this, so this is not unique. This is not like just us three and we're all talking to each other and not paying attention when I burn this. There are other people here who are keeping an eye on this all the time. So don't yes. do as I'm doing. we have producers and videographers in the room. We are safe. Don't do what I'm doing. Um, so don't say, oh, I saw her do it and she was just talking to her friends and like it wasn't a thing. No, do not take your eyes off of this for one second. This is sacred. So 
a nice long match and you light it. And it's kind of like a sterno if you've ever had any sort of like catering and you've had to light those things for catering, except for the flame goes really high. So the flame is kind of, it's pretty high. So the flame is going now and we can sit and all focus on everything we wanna take from our lives, throw into the fire and allow it to transform. And it's sort of a meditative exercise. So as this is burning, just picture everything you're ready to let go of, any resentments, anything blocking you from being the creative person that you are into the flame so it can be transformed into something better. So watch the flame. Don't close your eyes. Remember? Oh, I'm closing yeah. my eyes and going in. Okay. No. no, don't close your eyes. Whatever you do, don't close your eyes while you're doing oh, that. Oh, yeah, whoops. I'm still so safe with you guys. It's um, actually a beautiful flame. I know. Yeah, this scary. is a really nice one. So hopefully you guys can see it. So it's going to burn like this. And again, you want to make sure nothing is flammable nearby. Never buy a bed. Never buy clothes. Make sure that you don't have your sleeves hanging as you light yeah, it. Just it really, it becomes a big fire quite quickly. And so you're going to focus and meditate on this. And it's going to keep burning until it goes out. As you do this, again, you'll start to see it becomes almost like you start to get almost in a momentum of, oh, yeah, that's gone. What's going to come? And you'll start almost sometimes getting better ideas, um, seeing new things come in as you're releasing all of this stuff into the fire. And just imagine the whole space is going to be super clear of anything that's been in the way. I have a question. Yes. Okay, so I practice write and burn. And um, my practice is to, when I'm feeling very angry or sad or some sort of emotion that I'm not... I don't want in the world, I don't want in my space. Then I write it, write it, write it, and then crumble it up and burn it. And just like you, I always advise practice in a safe place. Don't do this in a hotel room because you could set off the sprinklers. I didn't, but a friend of mine did. Okay, I'm just going to say. Long story short, um, is this a similar practice where I could write and then burn? Or if I put something in that fire, is it bad news? I would be really cautious about doing that. This alone, just the idea, like imagine this is you using your energy like you're using the paper and the pen. And I think the paper and the pen is also very, very powerful. Like yeah. I think that that's a really powerful ritual. Salt in itself is a big purifier. Okay. And so the salt and of course the alcohol is also a purifier, but it's also a flame maker so as this happens <laughs> as this happens everything just sort of is happening so you you have that extra agency that extra magic going on so this is more it's similar to the practice without the writing so you can also write and burn and I think that that's wonderful this is more sort of whole space related and I okay. really think that writing and burning stuff can be whole space related too because we're carrying our energy through our home so if we're not feeling good it's going to translate everywhere. So okay. if you release that, it's going to make a big difference to your whole house. So again, we haven't been watching this, but everyone else has been. I have So it's been. okay. <laughs> oh, I had one eye on that and one eye on you. Don't worry. <laughs> so it's going to burn and burn. Once it's all done, you're going to very, very carefully, because it can be very hot. Usually the pan doesn't get that hot, but the water in the pan is really sloshy. So I like to let it just sit in the pan to cool off till I can actually touch the ramekin and take the ramekin out of the water and then carry that to a sink, clean the whole thing out, know that it's 100% done, and then I'll just never use this again to cook with. This is only right. for this. Right. Yeah. So we don't want to cook with that again because it might have some 
toxic chemicals. Well, no, it won't have toxic chemicals because it's a food product. But it's I always like separating the things that I'm using for food versus the things that I'm using for my home, you know. And that goes for all the ingredients. I mean, I have in my bathroom, I've got apple cider vinegar, coconut oil, all these things that I would never bring back into my kitchen. Keep them separate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's totally true. Yeah. Don't use the same one on your skin that you use in the food. No, no, no. It could be cross-contaminated. Um, and yeah, you just don't, yeah, it's better to just keep all those things separate. <laughs> Whatever it is. It's insane. Like have a tool that's designated for that job. Yeah. And these aren't that much. I mean, this pie pan and this ramekin, I mean, it was under $5. Yeah. And the salt is costs almost nothing. And yeah. this is a very simple, affordable thing for most people to do. But again, so safely. And on fire alarms, make sure there are none in your house when you're doing this that are nearby because I have set off fire alarms doing it too. And there's one right there and it hasn't yeah, gone off. So no, we're far not away. It's not that That's big. actually a smoke alarm. So yeah. there's a big difference. You're my right. dad, my you're dad right. was in the fire safety uh, business. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's a smoke alarm, um, and it's actually not creating that much smoke. No, it's not. But it is really hot. Yeah. It's like we could roast marshmallows here. I was Which thinking that. Which sounds like a great idea. I was like, can I bring <laughs> Look some at the water bottle I happen to have Let's today. bring some dandies. This dandies was sponsored are vegan by dandies. marshmallows, right? <laughs> yeah, we need a, Where are they when we need them? We need them right on the side. <laughs> Pretty sure I have some. I can that sounds them. delicious. I don't have graham crackers, though. I can find chocolate. I have addictive wellness chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> this could happen. <laughs> Oh, it's so pretty. I can't even handle it. Yes. And I love how the salt is crystallizing inside of it. It's super mesmerizing, you guys. I know. I feel like I've been mesmerized. Okay, let me get back to some questions. So when we are clearing, whether it is our clutter or our space, what are just some of the biggest things that we can do right now in our homes? Like let go of, change around, get rid of. What are some of the biggest things we can do? Okay, so we already talked about the idea of creating a conversation with stuff in your house, yeah. making sure it all really works together in a way that feels good to you. That's a really good starting place. Another great thing is to just, as we mentioned on the podcast, to get rid of things that are in the way, that are in your daily life, in your daily routine. So it's always like the simplest things. It's the things you encounter when you wake up in the morning, your your purse, your wallet, your backpack, whatever it is, like all of those things, decluttering those things, letting some stuff go. I got one. Okay. This is a good one. This one I just realized about myself. So I am a laptop person. I work on the laptop all day. I bring it with me on every trip I go. And I started realizing that I was despising opening the laptop. Okay. Even though I love my work and I love what I do and I'm very creative on the laptop. Well, it's because every time I open it within five minutes, it says, oh my gosh, too much space is being used. We have to shut down. Like it's all jacked up. Okay. So I took it to Italy and I remember being jealous of our friend, Laura, laptop, Laura, who just popped up her laptop all the time and got a couple of emails done. Cause I'm thinking I can't even pop it up at the train station and get a few emails done because it will, in by the time I start the email, it's gonna say, you know what, we have a problem, system's down, la la la, okay? So I just ordered a fucking brand new laptop. Yay! And I am so happy, and it has taken me so long to do that, because I'm like, I need to clean the laptop. I did all the mat cleaners, I did all the things. It's old, it needs a new, yeah, new they startup. Have, they have a lifespan. Yeah, and it sounds ridiculous, 
But the point is, it was preventing me from my creativity because I didn't want to open the laptop. It was preventing me from answering people who I wanted to talk to because I couldn't open the laptop. That is feng shui to me, in a way. It is feng shui to me and to everyone, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Big time. Yeah. Anything, we live in digital space now, so it's a real thing. Yeah. And so you really do have to want to engage with your digital space. It's like social media. Yeah. Unfollow right now everything you don't want to see anymore. Agreed. It's like the biggest thing ever. I don't want to see. Sometimes I'll go on a social media platform. Something will pop up that makes me really upset or make me makes me feel weird. And then I'm like, I don't ever want to post on this again. And you yeah. don't know why. Or <laughs> at least for a while. And it's like stops you in your tracks. You're about to go do something or learn something or see something. And you're like, oh, now I feel weird. Yeah. And so that decluttering of all that stuff you don't want to see, all the noise, all the that stuff makes such a big difference. I'm so glad you got a new laptop. Yeah. It's yes. so life changing. It hasn't come yet, but it's coming in a few days. Well, beyond that, I just realized that I need to declutter my computer because I have a, a challenge with, you know how your, your desktop has all the files? Yep. And then if you, get, yep. if you get too many, then it'll start second layering them. I think I'm on layer three and a half. <laughs> I have files three and a half, three deep, and then half the screen is four deep. You don't have a, a bunch of folders, to... desktop one. My folders desktop have two. folders. Desktop three. <laughs> I've got so many folders, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and it partly because I do a lot of projects, but I just need to get rid of all, not get rid of, but reorganize all of those files. Digital clutter can prevent you from your creativity. I have found this so many times. So for me, um, an example of this that, I mean, I use this a lot, but it really was like eye-opening for me is I could not write my book proposal in my home. I had to leave town. I had to go to Palm Springs where I had no dogs, no husband, no laundry, no food, no nothing be in a place that wasn't my own. I burned two candles, like one for creativity, one for prosperity. I wrote that thing on a laptop with nothing on it, okay? I was disconnected from the internet, except I could use the other laptop if I needed to look up like a definition or something. I wrote the whole thing in three days and I got the book proposal from that. But I could not do it when I was bombarded by the instant messages coming in, the Facebook messages coming in, the phone calls coming in, the dogs barking, the laundry needing done, the home, you know, all of the things. I had to completely leave my space and I had to completely start from scratch and be in a clean environment. And I did it and it worked. That is awesome. I love when people are already testaments to how this works and they're like, I don't know anything about feng shui and then they've already done so much of it. <laughs> so, and I'm sure that a lot of people have already done so much of it and don't even realize it. But yes. that's your beautiful approach to feng shui and how simple it can be and how accessible it is. And you don't need some magic fairy wand and you don't have to go spend $25,000 on a course and you know, move your bed into your living room, you are really practical and just say like, this is what you got. This is where you are. And like, this is what you're already doing. And yeah, you know, little, little steps to make big changes. Thanks, Leslie. Dana has these fantastic camps online that you can take and people from all over the world take them together. They're digital camps and they're life changing. They're really awesome. And it's exactly what we just said about doing all of these little steps that will add up to something really big life change happen. And I know you've got a ton of speakers that come into them. I'm really excited about this weekend speaker and uh, they're really cool. Anyway, so now where can we find you? Thank you. Ah, so yes. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. 
Uh, on Facebook, you can find me at the Dow of Dana. It might be linked somewhere, or I'll throw a link below. Um, and, and Dow is T A O. T A O. The Dow T A O of Dana. And also, you can find me on. Actually, I'm going to send you to where you can get free videos because that's always more fun. Yay. To fengshuimagical.com. So F E N G S H U I. M-A-G-I-C-A-L. Magical? Yes. <laughs> Fengshuimagical.com. And um, the heat's starting to get me. Fengshuimagical.com. And I will leave a link. I'll, I'll throw it below. There are lots of, I, as Leslie said, I always have these camps that run throughout the year. And there's one uh, that's in process right now that's all about love and manifestation. The next one is money. And everyone loves the money one. And then yeah. there's a big clutter one for the new year. And I have video series that are free, that are really comprehensive, that are waiting for you. And you can sign up for all of them if you want. And as soon as they come, you'll start receiving all of them. And you can play around and explore and do all of it. Yes. Thank you so much. This is so needed. And I just love your approach because it's, you didn't come, she didn't come in here saying, Purple means prosperity and red means energy, which you read a lot of and you're like, oh my God, these colors can't be in my space and blah, blah. And it's all BS. It's all about how it makes you feel. So I really, really appreciate that approach because I, that's what it's been in my life. And so hearing that reflected back makes so much sense. Yay. So thank you so much thank for being you. here. Thanks for recommending her. And Leslie, thanks for co-hosting. No problem. And thanks to Pepe for being our other co-host today. Pepe. Oh. This is my puppy. <laughs> Where can everyone find you online? And Pepe Less, online. Oh, well, Pepe doesn't have his own Instagram or anything. I, I just feature him online, which is just Leslie so, and my website's just Leslie Dorso. Let me tell you something. I know you have a lot of likes and a lot of followers, but Charlotte and Jackson have less followers than me and get more likes than me every time. Charlotte Aww. and Jackson. Because they're so cute. <laughs> I only post like once a month. More oh, likes okay. on every photo. My personal, I post every damn day. Less likes. People love the dogs. I like Pepe. your posts. I, I love know. your content. I know. And I, I love always, your content. I mean, I both these women have incredible, <laughs> incredible, inspiring content. Thank you. All right. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.